When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, Patrick, it's it's not quite the 15 consecutive wins from the 1991 season after a slow start, but 11 out of 12 after yes. a four and eight start, and the Twins have the biggest division lead in all of. Uh, actually, I take that back. The Mets are now up four and a half on the Marlins, but the Twins have a four game lead and are six games above 500. Yeah, and uh, what? Uh, what? Only the second time. So the other one. Only the second time in thirty years they've done this. Something like that. Did I read that today? They're, what? That they've started this? This this good or the best in thirty years that they know that they've won ten out of eleven. They've uh, yeah. The, they haven't had any other eleven and one stretches in thirty years or something. So, yeah, it is unusual and. Uh, uh, the, the thing about it is they're figuring out different ways. They've done it with, uh, of course, very good starting pitching, and now they're doing it with some hitting. And then, you know, two nights ago, they they just they did a couple of things wrong and, uh, you know, missed some chances and still figured out a way to win it two to one. So uh, last night I thought the uh, interesting thing was uh, Theobar, who hasn't been good, was really good and got, got what, it got him four outs, right? So. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you wondered how they were going to get to the finish line last night after Ryan gave him their his basically second mediocre start of the season, but they figured it out. And I owe apology to Griffin Jacks by the yeah. way, who wow. hated, who all of a sudden is now throwing ninety five. Where mm-hmm. did this come from? I, did somebody uh, see now, Judd? That's a man who can admit that he's wrong about a pitcher. He's yeah. apologizing, apologizing on the show. Oh, it's funny. Well, that's an early apology. My no, Dylan well, Bobby was Pending. I'm not saying he's going to carry him to the home stretch. I'm just <laughs> saying that I thought he was, what in the hell is this guy doing on a team uh, kind of uh, uh, stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we're going to we're gonna play that uh, three-man. Uh, going to have to go with that three-man bench till the end of May, though, right? Because uh, we got 14 pitchers. You knew that was going to happen. You knew they'd end up with a three-man bench. You know who hasn't been bad for him? Gary Sanchez. Yeah. You know what? Oh. Basically, they got him. Why do they want? Why do they want this waste? Uh, they'll get rid of him as soon as they possibly can. But yeah, you know, there's, the catching's just fine with those two guys. Neither of them is fantastic, but both of them are acceptable. So that's that's okay. Uh, and uh, I, I think that uh, I think this the undercurrent of all of this is. Uh, uh, Miguel Sano might not have another 25 at bats with the twins before it's over. It's a, it's a, this is the end. This so have, have we figured out, is it the short term or long term meniscus surgery? Has he decided yet? Uh, I don't think the twins care, but if he wants to have the long term, 
Do what if you want. He wants to have the long term, then they'll send him to St. Paul for a while, and they will. Uh, they will. Uh, they'll owe him come June first. Let's. They'll owe him nine million, counting the buyout. Yes. Uh, I think what's going to happen in June, July, they're going to try to find somebody to give him a double A prospect and they'll pay two thirds of it. You know, they'll pay somebody might have to pay damn near all of it to, uh, to uh, get rid of him. Uh, but I, I think it's over. I think it's Chris Davis. Don't you? And, I think and here's the thing too. I think everybody, everybody out there should be completely comfortable with this. Well, but- it's it. Like yeah, this is no longer a. Uh, he's not David decision. Ortiz. Yeah, exactly. And if there wasn't a better solution, but there is, Kirilov playing first, Arise mm-hmm. playing first, Miranda playing first. Any Absolutely. one of these guys playing first. Now we don't know if Miranda can hit or not yet, but there's certainly, he's certainly gonna have a better chance to get a hit uh, than uh, Miguel Sano is right now. I, I just think that. I just think he's 29. You know, I think his birthday's uh, this it's in May. Uh, th- this week, I think. Yeah. Maybe next week. And he just can't hit the stuff they're throwing anymore, I don't think. He just can't hit that you know, velocity. got Chris Davis out of the league. And, uh, you know, he. but Baltimore had so much more invested in him. They just kept running him. They ruined three seasons, just keep running him out there. Uh, there's no reason to do that. This guy doesn't, uh, you know, what, what, what is funny is last year he had a pretty good stretch, but I, I just think when you look at the future of the team, Kirloff, Larnick, uh, Miranda, he just, they don't need him. They they don't need him and it's not worth the agony of, uh, and, and isn't it, isn't it amazing that the dummy ended up getting hurt and, tearing his knee, celebrating the fact that he was stupid, right? <laughs> was, I mean, it was a celebration of stupidity, right? Running running a guy off second base and having some catcher throw it over the third baseman's head and then acting like you did something. And it's uh, that's that's how it ends for him. It's, uh, where is he going to go down as... You can't really call him a failed prospect, can you? Because he no, he hit enough. He hit home runs and yeah, he hit a hundred and some home runs. But it's but from what we imagined, yes, he's from what we imagined the second coming of Harmon Killebrew. It certainly uh, came in a long, long way short of that, and much of it he's got to blame himself. I mean, there was a couple of years when he was pushing three hundred pounds, and you just. He's not. He's a huge man, but he's not a three hundred pound man. Yeah. No. I. It's. It's. Hard. I'm trying to think of other Twins players that. I mean, there's been guys that didn't quite live up for whatever reason. You know, Jason Kubel, but but his knees yeah. were shot. Yes. You know, pretty young but, in his career. But not with the build up that this guy had. Not no. With the build up that this guy. Had. And really, the build up only exists for like the last fifteen, twenty years, maybe in terms of like you know prospect yeah. rankings and. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, we did. We didn't. <laughs> We got our Judd is old enough to remember this. That on the the Sunday newspaper ran the minor league stats on and most of them and they submitted it to the newspaper on Tuesday. Yes. Minnesotans in the minors. Yes. House Sports Bureau. Yes. yes. Submitted them on and, Tuesday. 
Yep. You know, and if you wanted to know how the minor league team was going in the 1990s, still you had to buy Sporting News. You know, you know what? So I'll tell you, even as a kid, so I remember my dad would take me to Gopher baseball games all the time, and I would get like autographs from Gopher yeah. baseball players. And then I remember getting an autograph from Shane Gunderson one time, yes, in like 1998 or something. <laughs> and I and so I would open the newspaper throughout yes. his, I don't know, five year yeah. minor league career and see, oh, yeah. he's he's hitting 200. It's great. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Wonder what happened to that guy who did that man, Judd. That that the fellow who did that was uh, the each state's players in the minors. He had a pretty good going for like about oh, uh, it was a, 50 a bible. Years Fifty yeah. years, he hung on desperately at the end, even when even uh, you know through the nineties. Glenn Trevier was our sports editor. He was dead set set on having that in the paper, but. You don't need it anymore. You can watch the game if you want to, and you can find out what a guy did two minutes ago. I think the thing, I think the ultimate thing, the telltale sign about Sano's career, and this was early, but I think it's important, is when Terry Ryan and the boys decided we're going to move him to right field because that's going to spark his ass. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's going to get him. That's and right. He, I and, forgot about and, that. And as Royce said, from being. Down in the fort at the time, <laughs> it didn't exactly work, and I think that was the beginning of I'm only going to do so much to achieve the potential that these guys think, and so it sort of came and went until it just completely went. Yeah, I uh, spent about he was I saw Oswaldo uh, Arcia working with him one day <laughs> out in left field, blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching him how you cross, make a crossover step when you go chase a ball, and you know you got you got to be able to launch yourself to some degree to chase the ball. You can't just you know turn and run. And that was Ozzy Garcia. And then he then he had to go back to New York for a family funeral or some damn thing. And they didn't see him again for two weeks. But about four days later, Brad Style was on the MLB network you know, in the morning show and I happened to see him said, yeah, he's down there working every day. We got him working with our trainers and, you know, Brad style seemed like a nice young man. And I was surprised that he was such a blatant liar. <laughs> we, we, in, a, in others, I suppose he didn't want to go on there and say, we don't know where the hell he is. We don't know why we're doing this. We, we did this because we got to get one whole park in the lineup. Right. Wasn't that, uh, <laughs> Young Ho Park. Oh man, yeah. this is a this is a trip down <laughs> Twins Futility Lane here. Yes, yes, it was. So here's all right. Here's a question for you because Royce Lewis is is tearing it up for the Saints right now. Yes, he's got an OPS over a thousand. He's batting three hundred for four forty right on base. Are, That's fine. So yeah. you're so let's say he keeps tearing the cover off the ball for another month. Do you find somewhere for him? Do you find well, I don't third it, base or. It, it, it depends. Uh, I don't think there's any rush just because of the lack of at-bats he's had in his minor league career. And, you know, he's going to be your shortstop next year. So I want him I want him playing shortstop every day and proving to me he's a shortstop. That's what I want. I don't want to play him at third in some places. I think it's more important to have him be the third base, the shortstop of the future. Because no matter what Carlos tells you about how much he enjoys Minnesota, he leaving, folks. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He leaving, and uh, <laughs> and 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 Royce Lewis and and by the way, Scott Boris has an idea for them. 
you can have my guy Royce Lewis to be your shortstop next year. That's uh, was part of the whole sales thing. And I think we should all be uh, delighted that Royce Lewis is playing well and showing that he can handle AAA and is healthy rather than worry about whether they should get him in the lineup here, especially his Ursula to me is a better player than I thought he was, even though I had a little slump just now. And let's see if Miranda can hit because, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he did some serious hitting last year, hit, uh, 30 some home runs, hit 350 in two different places. And, uh, and I think he might be the weapon you need against left-handed pitching. Plus you got to, if Kirilov's wrist is okay, you got to get him in the lineup. I don't care if he isn't. I'd rather have Sano. I'd rather have him batting against left-handed pitching than Sano, right? Yeah. So what difference does it make if he's left-handed or not? He's he can hit when he if he ever starts playing, he can hit. So yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to rush Royce Lewis at all. But in the modern uh, era of social commentary, they'll. People say, oh, why don't they have Royce Lewis up here again? Correa will have Correa will have three straight bad days. Trade Correa and get Royce Lewis up here. Yeah, no. <laughs> if, 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 if Lewis, if you find space for Lewis, it's not going to be at shortstop or second base. It's not, I know they were playing him in center field for a while. It's not going to be in center field. It would basically be left field, or if Miranda's not sticking, maybe you maybe you put him in at third base or DH once in a while. It's a good problem to have. They got to give Jorge a new contract here uh, pretty soon, don't they? Is this his last? Him and Kepler are up after next year, I think. Yeah, Jorge is the guy you might want to extend next start of next year for about three more years. Let him Mm -hmm. play till he's about thirty-five. He's. uh, It's funny. Him and Sano, man, grew up together, lived what a mile apart. Uh, Now they're not. They're very different personalities. Well, yeah, one but, of them one of them is dedicated to their craft and yeah. grinds and stays in elite shape. And yes, yeah. yes, but uh, it is funny that and from that group that they got signed, and all Kepler and uh, Polanco, who was the third guy as far as getting money and stuff, and not quite as built up, has turned out to be the real player. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, now Joe Ryan. Uh, not too real, not real good last night. And now we'll see how his bounce back game goes. I'm not, I'm not really worried about him. He's, uh, I think he's uh, got the uh, attitude of, man, eh, we'll get him next time. So uh, yes. we'll find that out though. That's the one test of, I've mentioned that. That's the one test of, of uh, young pitching is how do I do when I'm not really getting them out. So, mm-hmm. Hey Patrick, did, did you, you see, Playoff hockey in all its glory last night. Not one, not two, but triple overtime. Rangers and Penguins, baby. What did you think of taking that goal away? Did you uh, see I thought it was very, yeah, I did, and I thought it was questionable because the defenseman he, the did got shove pushed, the guy in. The guy got yeah. pushed in. And here's my theory. If you're refereeing a hockey game and you got a chance to get one team ahead late, you got to let them have the goal because <laughs> you don't want to play for, if I'm a ref, I don't want to be out there for another two hours for God's sakes. Looks good to us. See you guys. Yeah. 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 Looks, yeah. Upon further review, it's Whatever. a goal. Yeah. yeah. We gotta, he's got his luggage. Back, they should have came back <laughs> to the second of the overtime and second overtime and said, we've looked at it again. It was a good goal. <laughs> we have a good goal. We're, we're over. Two hours later, we have a good goal. Holding All his boarding pass. How about, have, 
I watched a little of just a very little bit of the uh, of Ovechkin and the fellas. Yes. God, he looks like grandpa, doesn't he? Just he, he's this very big, gray. Yeah, this big fat bear waddling <laughs> up and down the, the ice, but he scores goals and does stuff. He's unbelievable, but he's he looks like he's in as good a shape as Snow for God's sake. He's lived a good life too, my man. Yeah. <laughs> that he's living a good yeah. life. You know, yeah. it's I feel like most of the the great thirty six year old athletes or whatever age he is. Like they look like Tom Brady now, right? They look, yes, you know, right. yeah. Steph Curry still looks <laughs> like he's 22 yeah. years old. Ovechkin looks like one of the athletes from the 1960s that's in <laughs> yes, his mid 30s. George Bland, a little yeah. gray. He's this big bear, and I, I saw a picture of him the other day. There was some shot of the, the team, and I said, "Who's that?" I said, "My God, it's Ovechkin. He's 60." Little <laughs> <laughs> Ovechkin's dad. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. But they won, too. How many road teams won yesterday? Uh, so uh, Pittsburgh won, Washington won. What, what was the other? Um, Calgary uh, was at home. Calgary and they, home they won. won. And Colorado, Colorado. killed Nashville at home. Nashville. Nashville. What was it, 7-2? to two? But I was, think right now it's 4-4, four and four, right? Four road teams, four home teams. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. yeah. So it's the NHL. We have... I'm reading this morning's Star Tribune, though. We have Lavelle E. Neal III's guarantee that the, uh, that the Wild win tonight. So that should make you all feel better. Wish right. I felt as good. I feel like Lavelle is encroaching on our Wednesday prediction Write this down. segment there. We're going to yes. we maybe put that on the record. For and uh, as I say, uh, you know, that's fine, but it means nothing. Such guarantees mean nothing, ladies and gentlemen. We all know what's going to happen in sports unless it doesn't. That's, yep. Uh, that's, a, that's, that's my theory of life. As so. the three of us learned in our accountability session predicting Vikings draft things. Oh, God. Over today. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you, I went to this. Uh, there's this picture I wrote about him today from Carlton uh, down here college who's got amazing stuff and he's going to end up transferring to some West coast division one school. And Brian Robbie told me about him from Bethel. So, so I went to watch him and the, the highlight of the day is, you know, where that parking lot is. Did you ever play in parade? Yeah. Uh, state uh, ballpark. Yep. Phil. Yeah. I, I, I did right not there. Know. Well, the right lot there. is right behind the, yeah. right. The, the first base foul territory. Some guys out there, he's got a beautiful new Mustang, man. It's uh, like a black. It looks, looks wonderful. And it's about four rows back, which isn't enough. But you hear this crash of glass like oh. somebody was right next to you. And what's amazing, that was his, he wasn't parked with his with his – he was parked facing the stadium, not away, so the ball managed to – Come right down on the edge of the roof, right at the end of the roof, big oh. hole in it, and an auxiliary hole in it, and and it still was sitting there. Later, that my guy must have went out and looked at it and said, "Well, what the hell?" Never. Now that I got that, I had no sense of moving it. You know? Pat, Amazing. I always every time I played at parade and then even at home at Tony Stone at Dunning in St. Paul, I I never yes. did any, I never, I parked my car as far away as possible to avoid the first baseline fouls. I, I saw it. I saw Dave Winfield pitch a couple of times at Dunning. Yeah. When he was pitching, you could, uh, you could park your car right up there in the front row because it was all 
strikeout. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the other team might hit the ball, but uh, it was uh, Dunning is, uh, have they spent any money on Dunning? How's Dunning? Uh, they, they kind of, they need to still update the dugouts. Those are prone to flooding. Uh, the and and they've done some updates behind uh, uh, the plate, like in the grandstand, a little bit. I went up those old wood steps to yeah. make a couple of turns at parade to get the lineups. <laughs> I was never so ter. I was okay going up. I was never so terrified in my life coming down. <laughs> Freak! Know, one little miss. First of all, you can dive. You could dive from slivers. You know, you could get like you could cut an artery with some slivers from the uh, from those hands if you're using. Oh God, they have with the state of uh, the uh, city of Minneapolis hasn't spent a lot of money on the ballpark. Those have been there but for thir- thirty plus years at least. Yeah, yeah. That they haven't when done anything they, with that. Now they a long time ago, but when did they tear down a football stadium? Nineties, right? Nineties. Great, great. You you realize that when the great concert football tournament started yep. in the seventies, that's yep. where they played the game. Wow! Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, that was where the state championship that that place held a lot of people. The Vikings played an exhibition game there once. Yeah, I believe I believe in the seventies there was a Simon and Garfunkel concert there. I think Elvis Costello played there. Wow, nice. That, that used to be a happening place. Yes, yes. I don't know where you parked, but it was a happening place. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That was, I mean, that I have no idea where they put all the cars. Yeah. yeah, that that was a problem for sure. So, all right, Pat. All we right, got the, we, we got the Vikings schedule trickling out. We'll, we'll do the full schedule oh. next week, but they're playing in London. London. I think vent line from London would be a hell of a good idea. Jolly good hoe. <laughs> we'll get surly on that for us. London. The way things are going with our internet hits. Let's do it. Come on. YouTube from London to think all we're, the way. And we're huge there, Pat. I know you are. We're big, big in London. You got some uh, people checking in from London? We legitimately have yeah. a lot of fans in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the yeah. guy will yeah. let stay in his house. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, we stay, can we stay in your loft? It's not a bad <laughs> idea, to be honest. You know, that would be fun to go and uh, see the Viking fans. I when they're meandering, meandering around Tampa, I'm not that impressed. But to see them meandering around London might be kind of fun. Be a blast. Yeah. And they get they didn't lose a home game. They got nine home games. Yep. And only seven true road games. Yeah. So. Packers Packers are playing in London, and they're taking a game away from Lambeau to play in London. Yeah, advantage, another advantage for the Vikings. She's yeah, not happy with that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only disadvantage we have is the quarterback's a loser. All right. See all you guys, just so much Kirk negativity all the time. So much Kirk negativity. All right, that's wrapping with Roycey, Scornorth YouTube channel, Mackie and Judd.